Dear photographer who is ashamed by how little you make right now from your photography, I see the crazy hours you're putting in. I see you agonizing over your prices. I see the gorgeous images you create for your clients. And I also see things you don't. I see you taking the risk of being in business for yourself and foregoing the guaranteed paycheck, benefits, and vacation. And because of those risks, I firmly believe you are justified in earning a higher wage. If you're frustrated by how little you're making and how much you're working, you need to listen to this today. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. I can't help but get on my soapbox a little bit here because I get so frustrated by how photographers sell themselves short and really hurt their families because of it. If you did the math, you would likely be horrified at what you're making per hour. And I know... I know that if you wanted a minimum wage job or one lower than minimum wage, you would have one. But minimum wage does not get you the freedom and the ability to put your family first. Recently, my teenage daughters learned this lesson and it was such an eye opener. I believe it can change how you value your photography. My two teenage daughters play volleyball pretty much all year round. I was the same way in high school and college and between camps and now club tournaments, it's very hard for them to get a normal job. My girls have watched their non-sport friends work these cool jobs, save their money and have the ability to buy things that they want. Clothes, gas for their cars, other things like that. I keep telling them they have their entire lives to work. That's what my dad always told me. And I didn't like it either because I was torn. I wanted to make money, but I'm so glad. I'm so glad he said that to me. But I know there's nothing more thrilling than making money and spending, saving, or giving it. For this reason, we try to make sure any opportunity that pops up that they can take advantage of, that they grab it. So the summer before COVID hit, They had the opportunity to work for 10 days at a food stand at the Illinois State Fair, which is in our city. It's in early August, which is always a dead sports week so that there would be no practice or anything, any school activities at all for them, which was perfect. And this is a really big deal. Everyone loves to work at this booth. They're good people. It's a lot of fun. You see people you know, but it's hard work. So each day, They drove about 30 minutes it takes to get from our small town to the other side of the city we live next to to get there. They had to park, walk 10 minutes to get to the middle of the fairgrounds, often in hot, rainy, sweaty, gross weather, 
past the stinky pig barns. Yes, so appetizing. But we're in central Illinois, and we always joke that it's state fair weather when it's hot and muggy and just really, really gross. That's just when the state fair comes every year, and it brings that weather with it. So sometimes they were slammed with all kinds of people from all over, right? They're tired, their kids are crying, they're impatient, all of the customers or some of them. And then sometimes it was it was very boring. No one was coming. If it was raining or whatever was happening and they're sitting there staring at the older, sweet, very kind older gentlemen who were working with them. So it was sort of feast or famine, right? But at the end of the day, they, they had a good time, even though it was hard work and they saw some of their friends out there at the fair. It was very hard work, right? But at the end of the day, they had worked seven days. They'd worked 48 hours, not including the driving time. And they made $322, okay? So remember that, 48 hours, they made $322. And that's when the light bulbs went off for them. Because my husband and I, a couple years ago, even though it was many years in the planning, we built our dream building that houses my studio and my husband's architectural firm. And right in the middle, we put a small little gym. It's a little volleyball court. It's kind of the size of a two-on-two sand volleyball court, so you can't put 12 players on it. But it's hardwood, and we have a net, a regulation net. And my girls work on skills, and they they get to you know hang out in there. And, and they've really, my gosh, it was the only thing that got us through COVID because everyone was locked at home and we had this this volleyball court to play in. But a while back, I suggested to the girls that they teach lessons to younger players. And at the time, they were both high school varsity volleyball players. In our city, it's really hard to get a gym. So if you have a volleyball player, other than when they're playing at club practices, like in the summer and the off season, they can't get in a gym to practice. And there are a few gyms you can rent for $25 an hour, but they're still really hard to get. They don't have a net up. You have to bring your own balls. And of course, the, the schools, they have seven gyms each and you can't use those. So it's really hard to get that, that court time, right? Just the touches on the balls, like passing, 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 setting, hitting, all of those activities that are really hard to do without a gym. You can obviously do it in your driveway with a friend, but if you, if you have someone giving you instruction and, and swinging on the net off hardwood, it makes all the difference in the world. So they went and posted in the high school volleyball group in Facebook that they were doing lessons and stirred up a bunch of interest. So they were young, right? They charged $15 per student, which was great. Again, you have, you could rent a gym for $25. So they're getting ball time. They're getting a coach, you know, a high school student to work with them for less than if they rented the gym alone. So it was great for everybody, but they did this and they had an average of eight girls per hour. That's $120 per hour. So you divide that by two girls and each girl was making $60 an hour. Look at the difference. State fair, while it was fun, doing hard, sweaty work that while for a week it was fun and social, but if it were a long-term gig, would not be enjoyable. 48 hours for $322. On the other hand, coaching volleyball, encouraging young girls, doing the work they love and giving great value. They made the same amount of money in four hours doing their unique ability and having fun. And get this, during the volleyball, they had so much impact. 
You guys hear me talk about that a lot in our photography businesses. We make a difference when little kids look up at their walls and they feel loved and families are being healed after the pandemic because of the beautiful photography that we, that we yes, we sell to them, but we have meaning and impact. Get this, these moms of these little junior high girls were texting my daughters thanking them when their daughter made the sixth grade and the seventh grade volleyball teams. I don't know if you realize what a big deal that is. This is the most meaning and impact you can give a junior high girl because there's nothing worse than all of your friends making a team and you not. It doesn't matter if it's cheerleading or gymnastics or volleyball or soccer. It is a really big deal. And I don't know about you, but nobody ever texted them from the state fair, <laughs> thanking them for the difference that that ribeye sandwich made in their life. It doesn't happen, right? Again, it was a great opportunity for my kids. They want to do it every year. They loved the hard work. But my point is that there can be an easier way and you can do it doing what you love, I'm sharing this too because it isn't about your training or the family you came from or if you have paid your dues. My girls were teenagers, right? They were teenagers when they learned this lesson. If my teenagers can easily make $60 an hour doing what they love, so can you. Sure, these younger players could practice on their own and not pay that $15, right? But... They did, and it helped them even with the soft skills for tryouts, right? How to stand out, how to cheer your teammates on, even when you don't know what you're doing. My girls were able to pour those messages and lessons into them. And sure, you might be saying, oh yeah, but you have this nice gym. But look, my girls could have set up a net in a driveway or used sand courts at the park or a flat grass surface and still charge $15 an hour. Okay, so don't look for excuses why they were worth more. It was the fact that they were helping someone that they had worked years to build these skills, right? That these younger girls didn't have. If you build a business that can grow your hourly rate, there is no cap. Do you see what I'm saying here, guys? Build a business that can grow your hourly rate and there's no cap. So if you're selling digital files for $200, when all of your time is gone, the only way to make more money is to raise that rate, right? And you can absolutely do that. You could raise it to $300 or $500 or, or even more. I've heard some photographers telling me, but Sarah, I've, I've raised it to higher than that. And if you're telling yourself the lie that your clients will buy from you online or they'll order from you when they have the high-res digital files, stop it. They won't. That's a lie. It's not going to happen. Giving a little tough love here, guys. <laughs> I tried it. It doesn't work. Okay, I'm telling you this from my experience. It's not going to happen. I did never put them online. I gave them proofs, but same thing. Once they have them, they're not going to order and it doesn't serve them. So if you want to do the same session and dramatically increase your income, serve your clients at a higher level. Follow a process that helps them make a decision that gets them to a multi-thousand dollar order and thank you for it right? Because you're serving them. There's nothing pushy or salesy about it. You are serving them. But imagine if your session average was $2,000 or $5,000 or get really crazy $10,000. How would that change your life? How would that give you time back? Take the pressure off your marriage 
and give you time and, and money to do family activities? How would that allow you, you to take better care of yourself? I know as women, some of you are women, uh, uh, you guys too, like we neglect ourselves, I think a lot of times because we're taking care of everyone else. Self-care is a real thing. If it's just having time to go for a walk, when I had three little kids, sometimes it was just getting a shower, <laughs> right? We have to take care of ourselves if we're going to take care of other people. Is it going to be hard? Absolutely. I think the hardest part is making the decision that yes, I'm worth this and then actually investing money in yourself to learn how to do it, right? Because if you have a mentor with a proven system, the only way you can fail is to quit. And I believe that anytime we can improve ourselves or our lives, it's worth doing. I personally think it's harder to suffer in a place where you're unhappy than to do the hard work it takes to work toward the life you want. I think it's really hard for most entrepreneurs to realize how little money they make. I know I justified it because I was working when my kids were asleep. I was working when they were at school. I was working all the time. And I justified it because I didn't have to put them in daycare. Or I didn't have to work during their activities of theirs because I wanted to be a part of it because I could make my own schedule, right? So I justified, oh, I have this freedom and flexibility, but I don't have the money, right? There was no income to show for it. So as soon as I realized that I would way rather have one client invest $1,000 than 10 clients investing $100, it motivated me to figure out how. Then the math just kept increasing as I was serving my clients harder. And gosh, do I ever have the best clients ever, right? I have the best clients ever and that gives me the best life ever. So I hope today changed your mindset about all the unpaid hours you are working. It's a choice to take the risk of having your own business, but it's also a choice to embrace a model that pays you more for your work and thrills your clients. Now, if you want to be a nonprofit, that's different than having a business. But why would you ever work for less when you can work for more? Because my friend, you are worth more, so much more, and you can get more. All you have to do is to decide. Hey, photographer. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you liked this episode and you got value out of it, can you do me a really quick favor so that more people can hear it? Would you please head over to Apple Podcasts and do one quick little thing? Leave a rating and or review and tell me what you think of the Worth Every Penny Joycast. When I get feedback on the episodes you like the most, it really helps me as well. It helps me to know where you're struggling in your business or where you need more information. And until next time, remember, you're worth every penny.